Blog Talk Radio.
that you interact with her. She is you can feel her passion um as a, mm-hmm. a writer when you read her work, but just as a person she's very passionate. She's passionate about reading, she's an avid reader, she's passionate about politics. If you are not on her page over Shantay Billings Lee's page, let me tell y'all, I don't even go to CNN. I don't even turn on CNN on <laughs> I just go right on over to one of their pages and get the tea uh-huh. for what's going on and who did what and how it went down. <laughs> so you are so right, Lee. Commentary. <laughs> I don't have to watch the news. I don't have to. I just go right on over there because they're going to tell you what happened because, you know, Victoria mm-hmm. is very detailed. Um, she's very detailed. So she says, she'll say, I got the transcripts. Let me tell you what they said exactly. She bring it all the way down. So <laughs> it's yes, awesome. she does. And they're actually going to be in Atlanta for my event in March. Um, I'm mm-hmm. actually sponsoring one of their Writer Pro workshops, uh, which is going to be on March 5th. And then they will be part of the luncheon and literature eat and greet on March 4th. Make sure you guys get your tickets for both because they fill up fast. Their classes fill up so fast. Um, Mm -hmm. I did an early bird for those people that want to get their tickets to be able to get into the class. Um, It's Mm -hmm. it's a five-hour class, but it's equivalent to a four-week class. So they really get Mm -hmm. in there. They get in there with the meat and potatoes of writing, um, character development, storyline, all of that. And it's mm-hmm. awesome, awesome if you are able to make that event on writingroyaltypromotions.com. And the links are all over uh, social media on my pages, um, and you'll be able to get the links to be able to purchase your tickets as well for that event. And that's awesome. I also want to shout out, all. I mean, this is my first event. Um, I've always, if anybody knows me, I've always wanted to do an event and um, this one just kind of turned out for me to do one. It wasn't mm-hmm. um, something It was something that I tried to do but just not yet, and I was just like, well, let me just do it. So I just did it. And um, mm-hmm. as had nothing but support, I wanted to shout out all of my sponsors and special guests that will be there, Blake Carrington, Tamika Newhouse, um, Travis Cure, who is an actor and a model, Felicia Hamilton, Rashonda Tate Billingsley, D.E. Adams, Terry Branch, Rihanna Mallory, Sharif Stradon, Chris, uh, Victoria Christopher Murray, Justin Q. Young, Sharon Bennett. Sharon Bennett uh, co-wrote Foot Fetish. Um, and make sure you check our archives because we did an interview with her Um and her uh, co-author, B, make sure y'all check that out because the, the the whole thing behind it is just awesome. They break it all the way down. Um, and it's, it's equivalent. They, they equivalent um, relationships to the shoes that women wear, which is true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a different pair of shoes. You know, you got your stiletto. That's a certain kind of man. And so... Mm-hmm. Yes, they break it all the way down. So I'm excited to have them all on board. If you check out my page, um, I do have uh, all of their books that are either coming out or currently available. Uh, Make sure you go out and support these awesome authors. Now, a portion of the proceeds will go to a 
um, nonprofit uh, organization. So through our interaction with, you know, authors and readers just having a good time, that will go to a foundation that caters to the youth. Um, whether it's mm-hmm. writing courses or um, whatever it is, something to help the youth. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking of two, two foundations, um, SETA, which is Stevie Briggs um, Foundation, and he is a ex-football player. Um, but I love that he is for the kids, and he, he does a lot of things with the kids. He's also the um, ambassador for the Boys and Girls Club. And he really, really, really gets down with the kids. And I love that. I love to especially men step up um, and give back to the kids and not just send people to give back to them, but actually be there to play and, and interact with the kids. And I think that's awesome. And we also have When I Grow Up, which is empowering the youth um, one at a time. And that is Kirsten King's um foundation and it's for young ladies and it's just teaching them um etiquette and different things that they need to help because a lot of times that's what they need like that foundation and she is really helping foundation with the youth so i'm excited for the both of those foundations to be part of the event which well she'll be part of the event but stevie briggs may not be able to make it but that's okay um, we're still going to donate to his foundation. So I'm excited. I'm excited. This is like something new. It's like a new level that I've, um, I've just come into. I'm so used to playing the background, so this is different. Um, so mm-hmm. much is going to be different for 2017 with publishing and promotions and this and, you know, I have a book coming out, so I have a lot of things that I'm trying to do. So I'm excited. 2017 is going to be awesome. Yes, you have some exciting things to do. And I just want to back up to uh, a part of your um, event with Victoria Christopher Murray. Even though it may seem like it's five hours, it may seem like a long time, it is equivalent to four weeks, like Leisha said. And we both took her editing class, and it was four weeks. And, you know, Leisha, we could have actually went another four weeks. That's how much she shares with us, and that's how passionate she is about it. And she just made me see, as an editor, she showed me things that I hadn't seen before. And, like, I'm taking those lessons that she taught us, and I'm actually applying it to the book that you have me editing right now. So it's a great class. Please don't think, oh, five hours. The time would go by so fast, you would wish that there was more time tacked on it. That's how classes are, and they do fill up quick. So if at all possible, please get your early bird tickets because even that four-week class that Alicia and I were a part of, it was full. There was no more room. She had to open it up one night to to accommodate so many people that want to get in on her classes. That's how much people love being a woman. Yeah, this is this is actually in Atlanta. Um, This is going to be at the Marriott Gateway Hotel. So this is going to be in a room where you're going to have that one-on-one time with her. But that was online, and it was Mm -hmm. it filled up so fast. I had people in my inbox like, "Are you in her class?" So she, when I say she is an awesome teacher, she sharpens your pen. By the time you realize mm-hmm. your pen is being sharpened, it's like, wow. Exactly. 
Exactly. Just wow. Exactly. Yep. And once again, Alicia and I have gotten off. We haven't officially invited our guests or even said hello to our guests. You're listening to Let's Chat. My name is Tony, and I'm joined by my phenomenal co-host, Miss Alicia. And just a little bit about Let's Chat. You know, we celebrate literature, and we, it's not just literature. We have so much in our archives. It's just rich with so many things besides literature. We have musicians. We've had artists, makeup artists, anything that's related to our community. We try to bring it here on this chat and just, you know, bring it to our people and to Leisha and I as well. But we try to do it in a royal way no matter what it may be. Our show allows all avid readers and authors to interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. And sometimes people come into the chat room and don't even realize that an interview is going on <laughs> when they get up here with me, Alicia, because that's what it is all about. Because at that point, you really get to hear the true person and get to know their passion for what it is that they do. So we are so happy to share our guests with you as well as ourselves. And we hope that you enjoy it as well as, my, as, well as me and Alicia. So once again, we have a fabulous show on tap um, with these three great artists that we have in the chat room tonight and uh you know we do have sponsorships here lee so i we want to make sure we shout out our first sponsor to let's chat that would be the phenomenal phenomenal peter mac now for those that don't know haven't read a peter mac book run on over there to amazon or to petermacpresents.com because he's he has a fiery Ten and none of his books are alike. They all have their own flavor. And uh, just to make sure that I I I do give you the full effect of affiliated, which I did read, and it's it's, it's great. I just haven't gotten into part two, but he speaks on his early relationship with international motivational speaker and author Lisa Nichols, using the fictional character Brock James's relationship with his son's mother. That's in affiliated part one. In episode two, Death of a Snitch, I do believe is now available in paperback and is free on Kindle Unlimited. And let me have a part three coming um, out, Lee. Part three. Yeah, mm-hmm. part two is available on ebook and paperback, if I'm not mistaken. And part three is only right. available on paperback. Um, and yes, Peter Mac is an awesome, awesome read. Um, for those that don't know, WRP, we do have our WRP review divas. Uh, so we do have a a review team, and currently uh-huh. they're working on, um, oh, I can't think of her name. I just see her all the time, um, <laughs> Cynthia Blue. Currently they're working Cynthia on Blue. Cynthia Blue's, um, her series, and then after they complete her series, I'll post the review on um, Amazon, and then they'll go into um, Peter Mac's uh, affiliated series. So make sure if you are looking for reviews, just send your request to the writing royalty, I'm sorry, writing royalty promotions at gmail.com. Um, reviews mm-hmm. are free. However, um, if it is a paperback book, you will have to, to gift the book or mail it um, mm-hmm. so that they can review it or send them the Kindle um, so that they can review it. So you do have to supply them with the reading material. Um, but other mm-hmm. than that, the review is free. Um, and we've got a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of a backlog. So just make sure that you add your name to the list, and our reviewers will get right on it. 
Absolutely. And just to clear that up, uh, part three on Peter Max Affiliated is ready for pre-order on December 1st, but the paperback, I believe, is available now. So tune in to PeterMacPresents.com, and you can get everything related to Mr. Mac himself. Absolutely. And make sure you check out my team, Anything Reese World Publishing. Our current releases are Love, Truth, and Consequences Part 2 by the fabulous Tasha DeMay, and that's Playing Dirty. And then we have Laces of a Forbidden Love Story by Black Rose. Uh, We do have two new new books getting ready to drop um, by Author Battle and another one from Black Rose, uh, which haven't been announced yet, but they're dropping really soon. So I'm excited about that. So much going on at Reesboro Publishing. Keeps me busy. I do a lot of work. That's the publishing side. But also we want to – I do the promotion as well. We have fabulous authors that were promoted. Um, make sure you get that, that Church Life by Teresa Howell. Now part two is coming. Um, and that book has suspense. It has drama, all that wrapped up at the church now. Don't <laughs> want the saints in my inbox. Now don't get in my inbox. Y'all know there's be some drama at the church. <laughs> if, you, if you watch Greenleaf, then you're going to enjoy that church life because it, it goes <laughs> down, and and it's awesome. Her pen is just awesome. She is just an awesome person all the way around. Part two is coming, and then you want to step into the pages of a good girl's journal of dirty little secrets by author Zoe Ooh. Truth. Now this is an erotic read, and you will get an erotic experience. So you step in at your own risk. If you got sensitive eyes, I'm going to say don't go on in there. You may not want to go in there if your eyes are sensitive because it goes down in the pages. Um, Promoting her stuff, I couldn't even promote the whole thing. I have to take just a little bit because it goes down. Uh (laughs) She has a fabulous, fabulous pen. Uh, And I'm so excited for all of the authors that uh, that we represent on social media mm-hmm. to get their their books out there. Absolutely. And, you know, we had, um, and that is, we actually had Teresa as well as Zoe on our show uh, about a week or so ago, and uh, it went down in the chat room. Let's just leave it at that. We had so much fun getting to know those yes. two ladies, and um, it got a little hot up in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> with them talking about their books. So make sure you check out our archives. You will not be disappointed. And get to know those ladies and what drove them to write about those dirty little secrets as well as the life in the church. So check out our archives. We have some great things up in there, Absolutely. if I do say so myself. And yeah, because we had uh, Justin Q. Young and we had Terry Branch, which are both uh, featured authors at my luncheon in March. But they are doing a... Um, collab together, and Mm -hmm. I'm telling y'all, it's about to go down. It is about to go down. (laughs) That was actually last week's show. If y'all have not read, yes, that was last week's show, and it was was hot. We had author Anitra Hill on. If y'all missed last week's show, y'all are missing out, because we had so much fun. We was acting some fun (laughs) fools up in here. It was fun though. We we were we had a good time. We really really did. Mm-hmm. We sure did. So make sure you check out those archives. And we have a great show on top. Yes. 
I think it was Firestarter. And, you know, Justin yes, got up in here and he was cute, Justin Q. <laughs> yes, he was. Mr. Dick Massage. Absolutely. Ooh. He came in trying to, trying to hold it down for the men out there. He was trying to hold it down for y'all men. He really was. Mm-hmm. He didn't he make tried. it all the he way, tried. but he was trying to hold it down. He really did try. <laughs> we got to take a brief break and then we'll be back. We'll be back with the talented author Sean Scarlett. Oh, We're gonna play okay. you some of that. Aaron Bebo, Keys to Bolivia. I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole fifth when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole fifth when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone Shorty like my body, set my name first Gonna make up, go in the same purse We out here on the grind she got the same thirst, I got a mind, body, and soul, three-round burst. My soldier in heels, the breast behind the ski mask, Netflix and chill. As I roll out the weed bag, she show how she feel. You know a nigga see that, she want my attention, and she know it's time to be back. I'm always down the block, put on Mary J. Block. Pump like handles so she see a mirage. When it's deep, my rib can feel a squeeze from her thighs. I can tell that she mind by the look in her eyes. If we get caught in the act, we'll be sentenced to life. So when it's time to throw down, we don't ever think twice, taking shots at the missus, but this is my wife, so all them shots be misses, bitch, get you a life, I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on, one line at a time, one snore, she gone, like glass jars, use the whole fifth when it's strong, roll up one whiff and I'm gone, I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on, one line at a time, one snore, she gone, like glass jars, use the whole fifth when it's strong, roll up one whiff and I'm gone, how you doing, love? What's your name, number, and sign? You so divine. Let me look at you from behind. Yeah, your body banging. Coke bottle, some type of model. Digging how when you move through the crowd, the eyes follow. Got my attention. You got my head spinning. The kind of feeling that got you tripping so revealing. Mind state of a hustler, your style so appealing. I'm looking for a trip to Bolivia if you willing. The poor taking Szechuan State and take a break from the day to day. We can get away on a holiday. Vibing, coasting, bragging, boasting. Chopping it up, back to back, blunts in motion Hugging the ocean, shopping, copping, designer Baby, tell me how that sound, I want the finer Things in life, A1 weed, papers and pipes And we can get it right I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone I want All right, all right, all right yeah! That is author and publisher of that bad apple himself, author Aaron Bebo. If you are loving that, make sure you head over to queencitybullies.com where you can get actually purchase that single um, of Aaron Bebo. Awesome, awesome. And make sure you head over there and get his new series. He's always working. His pen has really grown, um, and mm-hmm. his pen is awesome. I really enjoy Bebo's pen now. It's it's smooth. 
he's got that that mm-hmm. silver tongue. When we say that silver pen, always writing something up. Ain't no telling where he's gonna come out of <laughs> with that one. Exactly. Well, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna bring in the talented Sean Starling. I had the privilege of meeting this brother here um, at the Kickback mm-hmm. Atlanta Kickback fabulous event, and I was able to meet with him. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm here. Can you hear me? Hey, Sean. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Coming up in our chat room. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually driving, but that's what I do. <laughs> now, for all of those who don't know Sean Starling, can tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Hi, I'm uh, Sean Starling out of Richmond, Virginia. I published my first book, Real Recognized Real, in 2014. I actually started writing, though, about 10 years ago, um, nine years ago, 2005, while I was currently uh, serving a 10-year sentence in the Federal Correctional Institution. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people was telling me to send my work home, send my work home. I just never did. I Instead, I mailed it to my mom's house and just left it there. And when I came home, I started revising and getting ready to learn the business and try to figure out how to get it out to the people. So I mm-hmm. finally got that accomplished in 2014. My father, two, two daughters. And just, I don't know, that's about it. Just <laughs> out here trying to, you know, make it to the next level, that's all. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. So when you decided to put your head in the writing ring, what was going on at that time that made you say, let me let me go ahead on and do this? What made me start writing? What made you Is say, I want to put my head in the ring? Mm-mm. What made you say that you wanted to actually put your head in the ring? Because you said people were telling you to send your work out, and you didn't. You were sending oh. it home. So what was going on at the time when you came home, you were like, I'm about to do this. I'm about to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, I just always had, like, trust issues, I guess. Growing up, especially with something I created, I, I, I honestly, I did. I think I sent it to maybe one person or something, and just didn't ever get a response. And then it, it's just a whole like being in a fed. It's just difficult to even just get work sent out because you gotta, you know, you can't send them your only copy. So trying to get mm-hmm. copies done, financial situation was a little rocky at the time. So it just, mm-hmm. I guess, it just wasn't meant to happen because. You know, I see people getting their stuff sent out all the time from from prison, and for some mm-hmm. reason, I just couldn't get it done. Like I think I sent out, I'm finally, I was able to make one copy of one of my manuscripts, sent that mm-hmm. out, didn't get a response, and after that, you know, I was just pretty much struggling financially, so it was just hard for me to keep making copies and get them sent out. So it just, mm-hmm. for a long time, they sat in my locker. You know, just locked up, and then when uh, COs started getting in their little crazy ways of taking people's stuff and stuff like that, I just was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and send this home to my mom mm-hmm. and worry about okay. it when I get out. Mm-hmm. That's when you should stay protected that way. That's right. right. So how many books did you do you have that's unpublished that you haven't even put out yet? It's about... I'd say about five. 
Mm-hmm. Five, okay, six, so you, you put your little a little nugget, a little a little nest egg down there. So yeah, you have but, you know you you ain't got to write for a good two three years. You got stuff you can put out. Yeah, yeah, I could do that, but I just wrote a book called "About Some Demons." It's gonna be out probably the winter. The first quarter, or either the last quarter this year, or the first quarter, the first book I wrote mm-hmm. since I've been home. It's just, it's crazy. It's funny that you said that about the nest egg because my writing has changed my thought, you know, my thought process changed. Like a lot of the stuff I did write, although, you know, I got manuscripts still packed away. It's like, um, I ain't in a hurry to put it out because it's, it's so back then, if you get what I'm saying. It's not like where I'm at mm-hmm. now mentally. And it's just like now that was time. that that was my question to you. This is Tony Sean, because I wanted to know. You know, you have these five books put aside in your in your little in your nest, and now that you're mm-hmm. out and you're about in the world, has your writing changed, and and in what way? Because you have so much now available to you that you didn't have previously when you pinned those five. So what has been the biggest thing that you've used since you've been out that helped to change that pen of yours? Just the internet in general, um, information. There's so much information out here. You really don't have to uh, search hard for it. You can pretty much ask Siri or, or Google or, uh, you know, the question is right there. The answer is right there at your disposal. So mm-hmm. um, definitely the internet has changed a lot. Seeing what's going on in the world, because you know, in there you hear stuff, but you don't really feel it like right. you do when you're out yeah, there. Because okay. I remember I, I was incarcerated during the uh, what is that when it was the what was it? The um, Lord, when everybody was scrambling, and what was that? That little era. I can't even think of the name of it. Oh, the uh, B2K was not B2K, Y2K or whatever, but it was trying no, to No, 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 not that far. Not that far. <laughs> when it, the, uh, the the economy had collapsed. Oh, I was, mm-hmm. I was okay, when the market crashed. That. When, the, yeah, when the market crashed? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I, I could see the difference now that I'm out. Like, I guess mm-hmm. people still trying to climb back from that, that situation. Yeah, it takes so, a minute. It takes a minute. But I would, yeah, when I was inside, I just ain't had no understanding for that. I was like, what you mean? What you mean you scrambling? <laughs> nah, man, <laughs> we don't do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a whole different thing. Right. I mean, and, that's, and that's all the way on the board. I see a difference in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. I do want to ask you a question about that because by you, even even though, how long have you been home? Um, a couple of mm-hmm. years now. Yeah, I came home in 2013. So everything is still an adjustment because you okay. you were down for so long, um, and there's so right. many authors um, that that are in that situation and they come home. How did that affect your writing process with you trying to reacclimate yourself to society at the same time trying to you know, five minutes is actually five minutes instead of, you know, that extended time where you have time to just sit and write. How how does your pen have to uh, adjust to that change? Um, just learning how to capture capture the moments, you know. Um, and then on, on top of that, you know, we, we like I said, it's, technology is amazing. Like if I get a thought 
and I ain't run a laptop. I can type it in my phone and leave it there until it's time to be transferred to wherever it's going. Like I wrote uh, Wrestling Demons literally on the job, and it was just like mm. a lot of downtime at the time where I was at. So, you know, I write a paragraph here, a paragraph there, until I had a whole chapter, and I just emailed it to myself. When I get home and need to see, and have time to sit still, I copy and paste, and you know, and worry about all the formatting later, because you know we gotta revise it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then on top of that, like, is it makes the writing a, a lot raw because you actually capturing like the book is about somebody coming home, so I was capturing the moments, you know, exactly what I was going through at the time, and I kind of mm-hmm. put those feelings into the character, so. It gave it a more down-to-earth feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this is Tony Sean. I, I I haven't had the pleasure of reading a Sean Starling book, but I do love to read. Now, can you describe your pen to me as well as any other listeners that may not have, you know, experienced your pen? Tell us your pen. Talk to me about your pen style. Make Miss Tony go out to Barnes & Noble or Amazon and one-click that latest Sean Starling. Talk to me, buddy. Um, when we read my book, these are pretty much get relatable characters. You're going to get somebody who probably feel like he's a son of yours, a brother of yours, or maybe an uncle of yours. You're going to get, like, real related. I don't really write about, and I ain't knocking nobody who do, but I just never lived the, the fantasy life. I never had, you know, the million-dollar cars and million-dollar houses. So I, I just don't write about it. And, um. So with my book, you pretty much gonna get some down to earth characters, someone you can relate to, <laughs> and and the story is going the storyline is gonna just be something that you probably went through, or somebody you knew went through, because we all, you know, we all know somebody that's mm-hmm. been in the streets, and you know, I just keep it low level. Usually, I like to I like to write about the low level guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Sean, this is is Tony, just talking to you and just listening to you and looking at the cover of your latest Real Recognized Real. I think your personality and that cover and that title kind of go hand in hand, if you understand what I mean. Yes, really laid back. Yeah, really laid back. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's what you're going to get from me, though, pretty much. I mean, a lot of... I just don't ever want to come across as like I'm some superstar. I'd rather come across as that guy next door that happened to write a book. Uh-huh. Sometimes you feel comfortable talking, to to, you know. Because mm-hmm. Real Recognize Real. Tell us a little bit about that book. Well, Real Recognize Real is about a character who grew up in church. Who mm-hmm. took in a lot of the values from church. But also took in a lot of the the backlash. Like you grew up in church, most of the people were, you know, they had good spirits, but most a lot of them was more fortunate, whereas he wasn't, and his family wasn't. Where and when he's leaving church and going home, he's going back to the projects, where people look more like him. They're a little more rugged, you know, because he still had this spirit of a church person, but. He just felt like he didn't fit in in church. Then he ended up in the streets because these people look like him, but 
mm-hmm. is is a struggle because because of his spirit, he don't really fit in with them either. Because he has the spirit of a person going to church every day, but he looks like the people in the hood. So it's just was a struggle okay. for him. Even the whole book is just a real struggle with him, and his name is real. So it was kind of like a double entendre where he's trying to recognize himself and figure out who he is in comparison to everything else that's going on around him. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. just not to give it all up, but that's kind of like what you witness from that book. You're just witness a guy trying to find himself in two okay. different places and Absolutely. you don't feel like he fit in either one. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned, this is Leisha, we have to announce ourselves because we sound so much alike. You mentioned that you have another book that's getting ready to come out soon. Um, can you tell yeah. us the title of that book again and a little bit of what, of what we can expect from it? Oh, Wrestling Demons is it's called Wrestling Demons. It's the first book I wrote since I've been home. It's kind of it's 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 different. I I think this book is gonna really be show my creativity side because it's it's about a guy coming home with a plan. He thinks mm-hmm. he's coming home. He's gonna mm-hmm. be an odd dealer. He got it all figured out, and he's like, I'm not going back to the streets. I actually before he was incarcerated for being a hitman, so he had like a real messed up past, but he's trying to change, come back home. His daughter, mom has passed away. He want to be a good father, want to be the good mm-hmm. son, trying to work a nine to five and do everything, you know, that he thinks he needs to do to, you know, become the next art dealer and actually do something positive with his life. But because of his past, it's like, is another struggle the other way. He got to keep wrestling with his past. And I'm not just talking about, past enemies. I'm talking about his past relationship haunts him. Past enemies haunts him. The past of who he used to be haunts him. And, mm-hmm. at, you know, prior to his causation, his name was Demon. He just wants to be dirt. <laughs> but, you know, it's so much stopping him from doing that. I just, I think, mm-hmm. I don't want to give it all away, but I think it's going to be a different read. Okay, now you gave just enough to whet the appetite. <laughs> this is Tony. Yeah, now, absolutely. You, <laughs> exactly. Now, Sean, was this a story that was within you as you got closer to your release date? Is this something that that you had to get out to your list to your uh, reading audience? No, nah, this book hit me one day on a job. Really? Uh, and I think it, it came from me, you know, trying to work a nine to five and do the right thing while also uh-huh. trying to pursue my writing career. And there was just so many struggles, you know, within, and I ain't want to hold them in. I said, I'm just going to put them on paper, and I'm going to kind of twist it up a little bit. You know, I, you know, I like to stretch, stretch it a little bit because I wasn't a hitman uh-huh. before I got locked up, just to clear the record. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just wanted to make his past a little worse than mine. But, uh-huh. you know, the struggle is uh-huh. all the same. The struggle is definitely all the same. Now, this is Leisha. We were sitting here a year from now, and we were talking about the things that you accomplished in 2016. What are some of the things that we... In 2016? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're talking in 2017. We're sitting here in 2017. Oh. you telling us about the things you accomplished in 2016. Mm, that's the mm. long-term, long-term, short-term goal. What will we be talking about? We'll be talking about, you know, Real Recognize Real 3 dropped on, on January 7th. 
no, I take mm-hmm. that back. September seventh. Sorry. September seventh. And mm-hmm. we'll be talking about wrestling demons. We'll be talking about stalemate, which is the final uh just the final to the real recognized real series. Instead of naming the real recognized real four, I decided to go with stalemate. And mm-hmm. we talking long term, we'll we hopefully we'll be viewing right hand man the movie. Oh, all, all right, right now. All right. <laughs> That's a long-term goal. Look at this. All Def- right. Definitely. I hope Ask you start feeling soon. Ask the right questions. You get some exclusives out there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I threw a couple on that, too. <laughs> I mean, we talked about 2017, so. Tells me. Right, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> you running it down. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I got, it, I got it. I got it. I got it mapped out a little bit. It's, the details still gotta be worked out, but you know, definitely those mm-hmm. two books will be released, and God willing, we'll have that that movie ready to, you know, for viewing by the beginning of eighteen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Man with a plan. Now, little birdie, <laughs> absolutely ain't nothing wrong with that. That you gotta have a plan, or a one will be created for you. May not be one that you like, so I'm glad that you mm-hmm. got one for yourself on your own. But a little birdie mm-hmm. tells me that you are a Niners fan. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, we looking now, for that. Now, Sean. Yeah, that red <laughs> now, now, Sean. That's right. <laughs> I don't know if you we realize it, Sean. We have a nation out here today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to step in. Now, Sean, I don't know if you realize it, but I'm Tony that does the sports post every Sunday. Yeah, I'll I, I be sad. <laughs> And you know I'll be talking about them Niners. <laughs> but I, I'm going to be my partner say. over there. You ain't got no, Come on now. Don't don't get it's quiet not, on sister now. <laughs> it's, it's really nothing I can say when it comes to them. <laughs> it's nothing I can say. But you actually, know. you know, on last night's show on the scoreboard, I actually picked the Niners for this weekend. I got them. You know, I'm, I'm rolling with Cap. His second star. Yeah, He's going to come out and show some things. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, I've been I've been a little upset with my team ever since they got rid of Harbaugh. So after yeah, Harbaugh, yeah, I too. Too. and that, it's that front office, you know, that front office. Yeah, you know, I, we need to sit down and have a little a little talk with him because he he got something. He needs to get some things right. He needs to get his life right. over there and stop playing right. games. We trying to right. we trying to make some things happen. I don't know what he's trying to do. Yeah, when he got rid of Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> I kind of. Yeah, the side, the side, I, I don't, I, I ain't agree with that at all. A bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> I know, they just dismantled our team. They just dismantled us. I was like, oh, this was, this was, this was a setup. This is, this is just something going on. This is straight shenanigans. Go ahead, say it, girl. <laughs> yeah, it's a straight shenanigans. There's something going on. It's a setup. Y'all got rid of our coach and dismantled the team? Mm-mm, it's not with that. Something, right. something in the water with that one. Just something in the water. <laughs> Absolutely. But now, now I'm going to ask him. Go ahead, see. Okay. Now, I just wanted to ask him, you know, you have your um, cachet of, of literature before we get into the fun questions. But when you came out, <clears throat> excuse me, and you actually held your first book with your title and your name as the author, tell us how that felt. Surreal. Um, because I've been reading for so long, you know, and dreaming of that day for so long. So 
it's kind of hard to describe. I was very excited. I had a lot of people that were just real proud of me. You know, family just telling me how proud of me they was and you know, motivating mm-hmm. me. You know, I got I got a couple of homies that you know backed me a hundred percent. So just yeah, it just was. It's really hard to describe that feeling, especially after mm-hmm. you know everything I had been through with the incarceration right. and saying one day I'm gonna have a book. And and I, I'm still friends with a lot of the guys that was incarcerated with me, and most of them, I think, just about all of them are home now. You know, so they, oh, good for them. You know, it really, it really sparked something in them also. You know, because they seen mm-hmm. the process of me sitting to myself a lot, and they wondering what I'm doing over there. What you doing over there, man? And I'm like, I'm working on a book. I'm like, you working on a book? All right, I'm gonna leave you right here, and they going about their business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they seen, you know, for them to see what I'm working on right now, mm-hmm. I get a lot of from them just saying how how uh, inspiring it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Now, Sean, this is Tony. I'm going to wrap up our interview with a fun question. First of all, I want to let you know that you are not what I thought. Well, just knowing <laughs> you from over the phone, you are not what I thought you were. Uh, you kind of surprised me coming up in the chat room. No, in a good way, because, you know, you never know. When you don't interact with uh, authors, or, you don't know. And we don't interact like that, except on the sports post. And I have been, mm-hmm. it's been such a pleasure to get to know you. You know, you have this, and just looking at your cover and hearing your voice, the way you talk and the way you move on the phone, I like it. And, and it's, okay. it's interesting. So I'm oh no not in a bad way so I'm gonna end this with a um in a fun question because you know I've been on this this uh, superhero kick so I don't know how much of a superhero fan you are and also with the Wonder Woman coming out soon but if you were a superhero what would be your secret powers? <laughs> I'm a black man so I'd be Luke Cage oh? bulletproof. <laughs> oh, see, that's the first time we had that response from all I guess. He said, first and foremost, he's a black man. <laughs> he got to be bulletproof in America now, dude. <laughs> I right. like that one, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they made it's that quick. movie. Yeah, I already had that. And you, did yeah, you watch the whole never, series? Yes, I did, and I never wanted to be a hero until that day. I used to like Dark Knight. I used to like Batman a lot. I mean, oh, he was see, the closest uh, thing to a black superhero. I like you. I like. Yeah, because he was like, yeah, he was. He was like, you know, Dark Knight was kind of a hero, but people were still looking at him like he was a villain. So yeah, before Luke Cage, <laughs> I, I was a big Dark Knight fan. Yeah, see, I like that because your answer was all ready for it. I like yeah. that, Sean, and I, I mean, I'm a fan of Batman, too. Yeah, they made that movie right on time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I met him at the kickback, Miss T, he is, he's really, you could tell he's really humble and just laid back and not, I'm going to say quiet, probably quiet because he didn't know me. He's probably really not mm-hmm. quiet, but just kind of like, just laid back. <laughs> No, I'm, he I'm sounds quiet. laid back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm quiet. I don't, I don't talk a lot. But you, if you That's get okay. me talking about books, or you look like you halfway, I might can halfway get you to pull out some money about paperback, and you'll get a lot of conversation. Oh, I, out of here. 
I'll talk about superheroes. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's about your money. Oh, yeah. I'll talk about some Luke Cage. If y'all haven't seen that series, y'all better go watch that. Because I heard right. a little excitement behind you, Sean, with, when I talked about them superheroes. But see, it's my yeah. job to pull it out of you. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean... <laughs> I, I, he, I mean, we never really had any relatable heroes until then. So, mm-hmm. make sure you guys so, check yeah. it out. Right. He's a black man, right. bulletproof. I'm, I'm pre- yeah, I appreciated that. Matter of fact, that's gonna be his 2017 release. Now, when you release that, y'all have to give me and T no coin, but just put us in the little uh, acknowledgement when you write bulletproof. Okay. <laughs> oh, there you got. go. That's the title. I'm a black man, bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> the way they shoot my dead, yeah. Absolutely. That's the exactly. power I'm going to need. Absolutely. So well, we much. appreciate you coming to kick it with us in the chat room, sharing your time, sharing your work with us, and your journey. We do appreciate mm-hmm. you. We want you to shout out all of your shows, social media, um, and then your two um newest releases for people to get their one click on and mm-hmm. any events you have coming up. Uh, so right now I have a friend about working on my website, so I can't even get that address out until you finish. But just keep in contact with me through Facebook for now. That's Sean mm-hmm. Stalin on Facebook. <laughs> also okay. my author page, Sean the Writer Stalin. And I be on Instagram okay. sometimes. That's uh, at the Real Street Author. So, but right. I'll definitely be posting up my website uh, as soon as he's done. I'll be posting my website. Mm-hmm. Well, we have so enjoyed getting to know you <laughs> and pulling out yeah. that passion of yours. <laughs> yeah. So make sure you come back and join us again, okay? All right. I appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely. Bye. You are welcome back anytime. This is Les Chat. I'm Miss Fleisha. You know I'm rocking with my right hand and sometimes my left. The fabulous Miss Tony. We got Mr. Bulletproof himself, Dr. Sean Starling. Stepping (laughs) out of the chat room if you missed this interview. No worries. Just go back and hit our archives, either on Blog Talk or iTunes. Today we're talking to talk about edits, rewrites, edits, and rewrites unite. We appreciate you, Sean, and you know you will always have a home here. Appreciate you, Okay, you uh, have a great paperbacks. evening now. Let <laughs> your people know paperback um, distribution is straight through me. So that if anybody interested in paperbacks through me, um, I mean by me, that I probably have to just contact me direct, and we'll set up a okay. way to get it. Okay. Y'all hear that? Absolutely. Y'all need some paperback distribution. Make hit sure you hit him up. Yeah. Thanks. You're so welcome. We appreciate you. You You have a great evening. You too. Okay. Yes. We thank you guys for tuning in to last chat. We're going to take a brief break and then we'll be back with our next guest, author Mona. Okay. We're going to hit you with some of that Blue Marley and Yo Gotti, which isn't exclusive because it has not dropped yet. Shout out to First School Breakfast. This your boy, Yo Gotti. Gotti. Bird school. Yes, I live. Yes, I live. Yes, I live. Yes, I live. 
not had the chance of sampling that pen of yours. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Uh, well, uh, basically, um, um, I don't know where to start. <laughs> um, well, I reside in New Jersey. Um, I'm a mother. Uh, I have three daughters. And um, I've been writing. Uh, I've, you know, had a love for writing ever since I was um, a little girl. Um, I wrote, like, short stories when I was in high school. Um, about uh, back in 2002, I had um, attended film school, and I had took an interest in, you know, making films. And um, I had wrote, you know, a couple of screenplays, but I know that I one day wanted to be a published writer, so... I just been basically um writing for years and then I just, you know, was lucky to meet the right person last year mm-hmm. and um I got myself a publishing deal. Uh so I just you know, basically that's what, you know, I've been doing. I'm happy to finally, you know, to share, you know, my love of writing, you know, with uh the world I guess. <laughs> and um and um basically uh you know that's um that said i've uh, wrote my first um my first book was published in december of two thousand fifteen and um it's it's like a part of a series and the second book dropped in may of this year mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um I'm currently trying to wrap up the third part, which is the finale um I don't know if you're familiar with um the series it's called uh, my brother's wife. I'm just
Um, I'm a sucker for love. And um, I just love a good love story. But I've taken a little bit of my experience and a little bit of, you know, people experience around me, whether it's people mm-hmm. that I grew up with that I know. And I put it all into this story. So this, this story has um, some reality to it. Um, mm-hmm. whether it's my reality or a friend's reality or a family reality, um, you know, reality, uh, there's uh, some realistic, you know, there's some reality to it. Um, I just uh, wanted uh, to tell a good love story, and um, the love triangle thing is uh, true. It's partial mm-hmm. true, <laughs> partially true. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And then um, I wanted to tell a story that wasn't just about, you know, uh, the drug game. Uh, You know, I've Mm -hmm. been an avid reader for years. Before I, you know, became a published writer, I've been an avid reader, and I just read all type of books. But I know, like, in the past couple years, like, you know, the urban, you know, the urban world has really, you know, taken by storm, and it's just a lot of, um, you know, a lot of drug stories, dope stories, you know, uh, uh, urban, like, thug love story. And I wanted to tell a love story that was realistic, but that was also based on um, loyalty, bond, um, tragedy. I wanted to just uh, put a story together where the they – they came from humble beginnings, and they became each character became successful in their own right. And I wanted to tell a story that wasn't, you know, about the characters weren't, you know, about the drug game. Even though there, um, as far as the realistic part of it, you know, some of the characters did, you know, dip into the hustling world when they were younger, but they did eventually, you know show growth where as they got older because Malachi and Andre, you know, as teenagers, they, you know, did it here and there. And um, Andre eventually left the game and Malachi went to prison and, you know, it takes on from there. But I just wanted to tell a, a story that, you know, that wasn't just about, you know, uh, you know, drug dealing about, you know, I just wanted to show strong men who, you know, who became, who grew from boys to men. Do you, if you understand what I'm saying, I feel like I'm rambling. <laughs> like, no, you have you're fine. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so that's basically where the, uh, the idea of the story came out. The story actually, uh, what it turned out to be, it, I, it started out differently. Um, I'm the type of writer I write. I'm I'm old fashioned as far as like I write, and I write my stories out first mm-hmm. in my notebook. And this story was written in my notebook prior to me getting a publishing deal. And I look back at the original, the original story in my notebook, and it's it's you know quite different <laughs> from what mm-hmm. I originally wrote. As by the time I started typing the story, I changed up a lot of stuff, and um, some some are you know there's some still some things that stayed the same, but for the most part, you know, uh, 
a lot of, you know, I made a lot of changes, as, as especially, like, part two. But, like I said, only part one was written um, down in my notebook from, like, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Part two, I didn't start writing part two until after part one was published. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is this is Tony Mona. You know, you said mm-hmm. at the top of your interview that you had written or dabbled in uh, a short screenplay. Now, how mm-hmm. difficult was it to transform your writing style from trans, you know, screenplay writing to novel writing? How difficult well, was that, or do you find it difficult at all? Well, I've I've um I've wrote a lot of short stories. Um, mm-hmm. a lot, and so basically, to a novel is not hard from a short story. As far as like a screenplay, like I said, I had to take a class for it. It was a, mm-hmm. a it was a, it was a complete like I would have I not took a class, I wouldn't have been able to do it. It's it's a completely really? different world. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, screenplays, screen screenplays are completely different from writing a novel. It's um. Um, it's basically screenplays are set up for, you know, a movie. So you, you mm-hmm. see, I, I don't know if you ever been on a set of a movie or basically if you, if you watch the making of a movie mm-hmm. where basically it's all emotions, it's all, um, it's all facial expression, body language. So when you're writing right. the screenplay, you're writing the screenplay for the actors to basically that's that's where they get their ability to bring a character to life from right from the screenplay. So it's all um it's all it's very descriptive mm-hmm. when you're writing a screenplay. You know, basically like, you know, hand motion, did you just oh, like is is he staring at her? Does he touch her? It's just very descriptive. And I think that's where I get my ability to be descriptive from. Um, mm-hmm. some, I read some books where there's just not enough description. Um, mm-hmm. but then I read some books where there's too, there's such a thing as too much description. I read some books that right. are like too descriptive. Like you should be able to let the reader have a little bit, you know, leave a little bit, you know, to figure out on their the own. Imagination, but, right. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, um, uh, so basically, um, yeah. So my ability to be descriptive, to bring just the right amount of description and not be too descriptive, I learned that from taking a film class, <laughs> from taking a screenwriting. Um, so the the short the story the screenplay that I wrote. Well, actually, I wrote one screenplay. Um, that's called Why Me, and it was actually a domestic uh story. Mhm. And um, uh, I was real proud of that. I um, I don't know. What it should to be. Say. I, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking, I was thinking of, even though like it's been years, and I really, I, I have no idea. I had, I, I had the screenplay copyrighted with this company. Um, and it stayed, it stays in a file. It stays in their database for five years. But after five years, uh, they just, like, destroy it, whatever. So I kind of, like, you know, lost my copy. And um, mm-hmm. once 
when I contacted the company, they, you know, no longer had it. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't have it saved some, somewhere, or like on your computer uh, or anything? No, I um I actually had it saved on uh, um I had it that was back in the floppy disk days. Um Oh <laughs> okay. Say no more girl, say no more. <laughs> I know what you need. <laughs> so you got that floppy disk. We just gonna act like we gonna mold right over that one and keep going. <laughs> we gonna mold you on past that. We gonna roll over past that. Yeah, I know. We don't yeah, want to so date even you. If I, we're not trying to date. We're not trying to date stuff you right now. So we just gonna roll over that one and keep going. I know. So um, even if well, I I ended up like misplacing the floppy disk anyway, but even if I did, you know, have it, I couldn't. I couldn't even retrieve the place on there because you can't find. <laughs> you can't find oh, no computers yes. or floppy disks. Even the libraries don't have um. Even the libraries don't have a floppy disk drive computer anymore. Girl, <laughs> I heard somebody told me Kinko's. Um, really? Kinko's. Yeah, I, I oh, didn't really? like follow up on that. Well, somebody told me. I didn't check to see if that's true mm-hmm. or not. That would be interesting. I'm, I'm a, yeah, I might check it one day, but I can't even that's find that floppy disk anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Not this week, though. Uh, we have to announce mm-hmm. ourselves because we sound so much alike. But um, I just I spoke with you. We actually spoke a couple of days ago uh, about my that I'm having in March, and you actually have Travis Cure on the front of one of your books. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, um, for my part three, um, for my brother's wife part three, um, mm-hmm. I had the pleasure of getting um, Travis Cure. <laughs> um, nobody's seen the cover yet. There, um, my graphic artist is actually working on the cover. I know because I went looking for it. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's currently been work um being worked on. It should be ready in a couple of days. But yeah, um, I've been a huge fan of Travis. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I I, I think he's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um and <laughs> and we so, had him on um, the show a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we I'm, had so much fun, girl. <laughs> really? Yeah, he seems very nice and humble. In um, in addition to his um, you know, the way that he looks. Everything else. Um. So <laughs> so um, I I don't know if you're aware that authors um, you know, it's just for fun. And reading groups where they would use, um, you know, models and actors as uh, to represent their characters, just to give a lot of the female readers they love it because they love to be able to to get a visual as they're reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, we just use it, um, you know, in our reading group and stuff. As far as like to use a, you know, like you know, Travis Cure or any other like actor or models, you know. So your um, cover, you have to get their permission to you you mm-hmm. know to use them in a reading group is one thing, but as far as that you know cover, that's a totally different story. But I when I first um, when I first started writing my book, and then I decided to 
you know, look for models that fit the description of my characters. And I came across mm-hmm. Travis at the time. Now, this was last year, like around last August. And I think, um, I don't know if he was already popular, but I know, like, I had just discovered him. I came across this picture on Google. Like, when you type, you know, you type sexy black men or fine black men and all these, like, model pictures come up, and here comes Travis, and it was this picture. Now, at the time, that was the only picture that I ever saw him. It was actually a picture where he's in a shower. He looked like he might be, you know, naked. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know know if you know what picture I'm talking about, but that picture. That imagination. (laughs) So that was that was the picture that I but when I came across that picture I said, you know what, that's my Malachi. Like before mm-hmm. I even um came up with the as far as like the physical um description of Malachi, um, mm-hmm. I didn't know like it, it didn't come to me what I, I know Andre for some reason, like I knew, you know, I already knew what you know, what I wanted Andre to look like. So when I came across this um kid he's actually he's like this instagram sensation like all the girls love him um i don't want to say his name <laughs> but um mm-hmm. he he he's a uh i don't think he's a model but he's like very popular on instagram because he's a handsome kid and when i saw him i said that's my andre and then but i had already had the description from andre already like mapped out but with malachi you know, I didn't have it figured out until I came across, you know, Travis's picture. I said, that's mm-hmm. from Malachi. <laughs> so, you know, ever since then, that's who I've been, like, you know, um, representing Malachi. So, not a bad and thing. I don't know, when I, was thinking, when I was thinking of my cover for part three, I said, you know, I my cover for part one and two, I actually don't like them. I didn't like mm-hmm. I didn't like my cover for part like I've actually had like an original cover uh for my brother's life and I didn't care for that one. And then, you know, um then you know, the graphic artist came up with that cover for part one with just the girl. But I think that's just somebody that they just like photoshopped. You know, I didn't care for it, but I just went along with it and then part two um, the my pet peeve nowadays is, you know, a lot of art, you know, recycling these um models that we get from Shutterstock and they're mm-hmm. just basically like, you know, every everybody's just having like the same models and I said, you know what, like as as I have more books scheduled to come out in the future, I really would like some fresh faces for my cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um I just I I just really, you know, want it you know, like a fresh, different face, and I said, man, it would be so cool to, um, to get Travis on my cover, and, um, and I actually sent him, um, a friend request, and he saved me, I was like, I was acting like a schoolgirl. <laughs> I was like, oh, he saved me, <laughs> and then when I messaged, <laughs> when I, when I messaged him, and he actually replied. I was like, "Oh my God, I can't believe he's answering me." So he he told me um that he he told he told me that he um that his manager, you know, uh, Christy handles all his affairs. So mm-hmm. he told me to reach out to her, which I did, and she's so you know, sweet. Just, <laughs> yeah, no, he seemed real nice just for just from talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna say this. 
I'm about to say this real quick. You just you just pinned mm-hmm. fifteen females to his inbox. <laughs> 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 they always they always trying to take up a fair request. Yeah, fifteen females trying to get a response from him. Just want you to do yeah, it. Everybody over here. Did you did you did he respond to you yet? No, girl, not yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, and that's that's like, like, oh, he actually responded. No, he seemed real humble for you know. Um, I was like actually like shocked that he even responded, but you know, he responded to me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I started communicating with his manager, and it just it just happened from there. It just happened from there. He really is. Mm -hmm. He really is. I said I'm gonna have to get security and some biz. Uh, Really? (laughs) At the eat and greet uh, in March, you know, Uh because everybody's going. You you can have. He's gonna have his own lunch table, so people can come and have lunch with him and be able to interact with him. So we're gonna need security and some biz. I know, right? <laughs> just for his table. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard. I heard he's he's um he's I'm because I'm I'm just saying he seemed nice just from talking to him in the inbox. But I heard you know a, a couple people who actually met him said he seemed he's like nice in person, which mm-hmm. is rare. You would think somebody that looks like that you you wouldn't think he's like humble. I heard he's you know real nice mm-hmm. and humble. But um, I'm excited to um, I can't wait to see the cover. But um, I I I love the way the uh, pictures came out. But I just had to I only had well I had to choose only one picture um from the pictures that the photographer took. And um, Mm -hmm. I think and I I wish I could have chose them all because they all turned out real nice. But you could use it for future books. Um, well, I well the picture that because basically you know I paid you know for the photographer and for him to appear undercover, and that only includes one picture. If I want the oh. additional pictures, I would have to pay for them. But the picture oh, I that see. you know I yeah that yeah that picture is mine. Like I own it. But um I saw all the other ones like all the other ones were nice too. That basically I would have to pay for it. You know each additional picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah, I would love to um, you know, use them for my future cover. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, for my future cover. Yes, yeah, so I'm excited about that. So you know, the cover. Well, I can't wait. See, um, I can't wait to see that cover, girl. I can't wait. I'm sure it's gonna be. Yeah, hot. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I can't wait. So shout out to his manager, um, Chrissy. She she was she's real nice. Um, her yes, and I only is. communicated yes. via email, but she seemed you know real nice. And, um, she really and is. I was, she is. She'll be on right. our show tomorrow. Um, oh, talking to us oh, okay. about uh, branding. Yes, you know, she's mm-hmm. the uh, editor in chief at Crave Magazine. So she'll be out oh, okay. uh, on our show tomorrow, spreading. She'll be spreading out uh, knowledge and dropping them jewels on branding, which is awesome. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Along with Felicia okay, Hamilton. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. I will. I will. <laughs> I will mm-hmm. tune in. Yeah, Chrissy. So, yeah, she seems yeah. awesome. She is. Yes. Well, we have so mm-hmm. enjoyed having you here in the chat room, but please share your social media sites. And in mm-hmm. addition to that hot new cover to your book, anything else that you may have coming out so our listeners can follow you and get their one click on. 
Okay, well, my um, on Facebook, I'm Mona Altidore, and then my Instagram is Mo Loves GA. Um, at Instagram, and um, I'm sorry, you guys, I, me and Twitter haven't been, you know, been friends lately. I had forgot my password, and <laughs> I know how that is. <laughs> I forgot my password, and for some strange reason, every time I try to reset it, it won't, it won't, um, I would reset the password when I try to log in with a new password, it won't let me log in, so, yeah, me and Twitter haven't been getting along, so, right now, um, you can only contact me through Facebook and, um, Instagram, and, um, basically, so, uh, for those who are friends with me on my, um, page on Facebook, um, when I have, I post like all my links or my um, book covers on there, and I okay. also have a, a author's page on Amazon.com. Okay, sounds yeah. good. We so enjoyed having you on Let's Chat, and uh, you know we look forward to that that book dropping with Mr. Cure on the cover, and hopefully you Thank get you. to tune in to hear Christy's interview tomorrow. So thanks so much. Oh, I will. I will. What time will she be on? I'll definitely tune in. Yes, Christine will be, be on, on at 8. I think. Yeah, she'll she'll be on, on at 8. Okay. And Felicia Hamilton okay. will be on at 7.15. So it's going to be, just tune in at 7. Because it's just going okay. down. You're getting jewels left. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you so you have much a great for evening. sharing your time. All we right. appreciate you. And you're welcome back anytime. Oh, thank you very much. Have a good night. Okay, you too. Good night. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, you can hear her passion leash for what she does. So that was such a great interview. I enjoyed having her. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We're going to take a brief break. And, I mean, real brief, we got our Cash Presents slash Lockdown Publications family, Miss Royal Nicole, kicking in the chat room door. We'll take okay. a brief break, and we will be right back. Okay. This is state of emergency. Bitches, 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 bitches. You want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Corporate love and hustle. Making money, hustle. Independent business, 24 struggle. On the block, hustle. Crooked cop, hustle. No sleep in these streets, 24 struggle. On the stroll, hustle. Tricking John, hustle. Working the pole, that's your goal, 24 struggle. Hustle. Move your foot, hustle. 
doing shook hustle. Protecting everything you have is a known struggle. Nine to five hustle. Overtime hustle. Trying to hold a decent job, make your mind struggle. Bootleg hustle. Doobie and brain hustle. Trying to ride the latest wave, 24 struggle. American dream hustle. Plotting the scheme hustle. Cause every time we close our eyes, all we see is struggle. Tattoo hustle. YouTube hustle. Just to get a couple views, watch a few struggle. I know we all hustle. That's all a part of struggle. It's how we get it popping off, so we all bubble, bubble, bubble. Who you loving? Who you want to be hugging? Go with niggas that be sucking, that be sucking. You know we hustle around here. Who you loving? Who you want to be hugging? Go with niggas that be sucking, go with niggas that be sucking. You are now tuned in to the mother uh, and greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. This is Les. Our next guest, the fabulous Miss Well Nicole, is kicking in the chat room door. Hey, Nicole, how are you? Hi. Hey, I'm Hi. How are y'all doing? We are good. We are we good. Are good. That's always so you gotta get hear? us up to you gotta get us up to speed. You gotta get us up to speed on what's going on in world Nicole's world. Oh my goodness, what's not going on, y'all? <laughs> 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 um, right now, I am um, actually putting the finishing touches on um, part three of Boston Up. It should be cash. Should have it by Sunday. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, I have another series that I am working on. And I won't drop the title just yet because, unfortunately, in this lovely industry, some some things mm-hmm. can't be yourself. Everybody else likes to use them. <laughs> and so, um, but that's pretty much what I have going on right now. I, you know, just basically writing and being a mommy. And working my nine to five. <laughs> I know that's right. Keeping busy, girl. Keeping busy. Well, you know, this is Tony uh, Royal Nicole. I got to keep remembering not to call you Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, Ashley Nicole Royal Nicole. I think pretty much anybody who has read my work has distinguished both because I'll be on both pages. So. <laughs> uh huh. And that's how we first met you as Ashley. So it kind of just won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, look, see, look, we got history, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Boston Up is one of my all-time favorites, and I know that was your first baby. Um, just bring us up to par with what's going on with those characters of those, because I really love that series. Look, let me tell you, y'all, your series is showing his natural behind. Like, Ooh. what I brought with him, but he's been cutting up, and uh, I think you know, Paris is getting she's getting to the point where she's getting tired. But at the oh. same time, you know, every you know, there are a few members of the crew who die, unfortunately. Somebody has to die. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, and then at the same time, they're dealing with, you know, a, a loss that's going to kind of hit them very hard. And in the mm-hmm. same breath, you know, after a while, you know, no, nobody lives in the game for a long time. So, you know, they, they're getting kind of tired. And, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then at the same time, you know, it's a lot of secrets that get exposed. And, you know, you know, basically the gist of the series will add up to being, you know, what you do or, you know, no matter who you are, your consequences won't always just affect you. It will, it will 
more than likely always affect people around you as well. Mm-hmm. So no matter how far back you did this, that, and the third, it will always come back to bite you, whether it's a year or ten years from now. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it just may affect your offspring. So mm. that is a generational uh, effect. Yeah, so yeah, that that that's pretty much what's going to be going on in part three, and I'm very very excited with it. I know it's been a while since um, Boss Note One and Two have came out, so I know a lot of people have to get reacquainted, you know, I, you know, and I, I just I had so so much going on in my personal life, especially with my baby girl. So um, mm-hmm. you know, I had to go home first, <laughs> but exactly. now um um. I, I'm, I'm back at it, y'all. I've been through three computers since I oh, since boy. I put on. <laughs> so I'm I'm back at it, and I'm very very um very very proud of how Boston Up Three has um turned out, and and the growth of the characters in there. And you know it's it's bittersweet because it's the final the final book of the series. Um, mm-hmm. you know. I, I'm playing with the idea of doing a spinoff, but I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes you just let stuff just let it go and let it let it mm-hmm. live. <laughs> and um, exactly. so I, you know, I'm just debating like, do I just let it live and let it just be that, or do a spinoff? You know. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what's going on. All right, now this is Tony um, Ashley. You know, you have that baby, the Boston Up series, and those characters are pretty much your baby, your family. How difficult is it? I know you say you have a, another book, but you can't give the title out just yet because of the industry that you're in. But how difficult was those characters to 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 put their voice to you and for you to give them their own story away from Boston Up? How how difficult was that? Um, you know what? It wasn't really that difficult. I'm going to tell you why. It's mm-hmm. simply because, um, you know, Boston Up is pretty much fiction. Now, don't get me wrong. There are small parts of it that is nonfiction, you know, because of the way that I grew up, so I saw a lot of stuff. But um, with this next series, it's more so close to my heart than any other story I will write, mm-hmm. and it's simply because it's uh, it has a lot of everything that I have been through, especially with being a mom, uh, a single mom at mm-hmm. that. And so, you know, I hear a lot of females, you know, especially single moms or, you know, moms that have been single or they're in a marriage mm-hmm. and they feel like they're still a single mom. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I, I feel like that women who have children, you know, we get to talk about, talk about our stories or we may write a story, but it's not really in depth of like the hell that we go through when it comes to raising kids by ourselves. So, um, you know, I, I, I want to bring a shed a light to it, you know, how hard single mothers go in. But this is more so close to my heart because it's what I've been going through since, you know, I had my child, since my mother had me. You know, we both had to go through that cycle of, you know, when it when it came to their, their dad. So, you know, I this one is more close to my heart. So I was able to give this one a voice a little bit more easy, easily than I was with Boston Up. Um, and that's mm-hmm. only because this is like, bam, this this crap actually happened. And mm-hmm. only people that's close to me will obviously know, be like, oh, I was there for that. But, you know, of course, you got to <laughs> add a little twist to it because, you right. know, 
it's entertainment, but, you know, uh, it's more so my truth than anything else I would ever write. Mm-hmm. Did you have fun writing it, Ashley? Oh, of course, of course. Let me tell you, it, it, it's, it's a joy to be able to get everything that you've held in for a long time off your chest. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, in a way, it's kind of like therapy, you know? And mm-hmm. it, so for me, that is enjoyment to get everything that I've held in for so long off my chest and, you know, because you can't talk to everybody about everything. Everybody's not going to see it your way. But guess right. what? My my pages do that book. On, <laughs> that book going to see it my way, and that book going to catch my feelings. So mm-hmm. um, I, I I really, it's, it's been a pleasure, you know, of working on it, and I just hope that everyone will enjoy it just as much I, as I've enjoy it right now, but I also hope it will give them a better understanding of me and myself as not just Roy Nicole, but Ashley Nicole. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is Tony. Um, you know, we have to announce ourselves because we sound so much alike, but you you struck a chord there because a lot of authors, you know, they talk about, you, you really can't talk to everybody about your business because of the way they, re- the reception of it, but when you put it on the pages, a lot of authors say it is very therapeutic. But if you can look back to when you penned your first book, what would you say the biggest lesson that you've learned since being in this industry? The biggest lesson I have learned since I've been in this industry is that you you, you really can't, and it's sad to say, my biggest thing that I've learned is that you can't trust everybody. Mm. And it, it, you know, me as a as a reader coming into the author world, it was like I just want to be friends with everybody because they're authors, and oh my goodness, they write books. But I had to check myself and say, hey, Ash, you're not just a reader anymore; you're an author, and it's a whole other world. Mm-hmm. And I also had to realize that writing a book, you know, is not as easy as it may seem. You know, some people mm-hmm. think you know authors just boom, we just put words on paper and bloom, here's book. And it's like, no, that's not how it goes. Like, it's right. so much that goes into it. And not only is it just with, you know, writing it and edits, but, you know, if you're putting your heart into it, it's a lot of emotions that go into it as well. And those, mm-hmm. the, the books that you write, no matter how many you got out, they will all be your babies. They will all be your kids because you wrote it and it came from mm-hmm. your heart and your feelings. So um, I think the biggest thing I've learned is, you know, pretty much don't trust everybody. If you got something going on with a book, don't be stealing it to everybody because then you're going to be mad when you're looking and they don't use yourself. Now you're mad. Mm-hmm. So um, is it, that, and then it's just, you know, knowing – Knowing to who to who to surround yourself with, and you know, as a I've I've been signed with LDP for um almost three years now, February nineteenth be three years, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just I, I've learned too that, which is something I didn't know before, is that you know, as an author, you know, we write these books, they come out, you know, you get your paperbacks, you get your ebooks, but you know, that's all fine and dandy, but guess what? While you out here putting out these these ebooks and these paperbacks, you need to be showing yourself at events 
because, mm-hmm. you know, that is how mm-hmm. people will really get to know you in your work. If you're not going to any events, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I heard of, but it's a difference when you're sitting behind those tables and you got your paperbacks right there and you can meet these people and you can shake their hands and you can say, you know, oh, my goodness, this person has read my book. And they can actually see, mm-hmm. like, this is a real person, like, hey. And at, at, and then at the same time, it's word of mouth, and, and at the time, it's coming from your mouth. So, you know, you have to make appearances as well. You know, if you just, you know, writing the books and stuff, that's fine and all of that, but make sure you, you go to events as many as you can, and that's something I actually learned while I was at the um, Atlanta Kickback. I, I actually talked to uh, Raquel. And she she gave a lot of advice, and you know, and then you know, I'm just now learning it. I still consider myself a baby in this industry, mm-hmm. so I still have a lot more to learn. But that that was another thing I learned, you know, since my first book is dropped. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. That's what Alicia and I talk, say on the show always. That word of mouth and getting out to meet your readers and 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 getting on interviews like this, so people can hear you and get to know you behind that voice and hear your passion. No, so that's what? so important. That is very true. Let Absolutely. me tell you. Um, I I was sitting at I was sitting at my table at the Atlanta Kickback, and um, I think her name is Miss Lady P. And mm-hmm. she came up to me. I didn't know who she was at first. And when she said her name, I was like, Oh, I've seen her on Facebook before. And she came up to me and she said, I just want to let you know, I love this book. And she picked up Bossing Up One. And she said, mm-hmm. I um, she said I I read this while I was in the hospital. And she said, I love this book. And when I tell you, mm-hmm. it touched my heart so much because I was like, oh, my goodness, someone loves my book. <laughs> mm. I wrote that and somebody <laughs> likes it. <laughs> but it is, you know, it, it, it just stirred a lot of emotion, a, a lot of emotion mm-hmm. in me. And I, I just really think, you know, especially for, for authors that's just coming in or haven't dropped a book yet, if you don't do anything else, I don't care if you just got one book out. Make some events, go to them if you can. If it get to the, if you can't get to the ones far away, get to the ones close to you. You know, right. so um, you know, sometimes you got to make a little sacrifice to get where you want to be. And um, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. No matter what, you know, absolutely. I, I, I still have a lot going on. You know, as far as with my personal life, going out with my daughter. However, I. Come hella hot water, I'm going to try to make as many events as I can. I bet you you'll see my face in March. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate that. I do. I hope to see your face in March and everybody else's face in March. This is going to be an awesome, awesome event. And I'm glad that you mentioned getting out because, you know, I'm going to say this, and I am older, and I enjoy uh, what I do. But promotion is on the, only a quarter of what it takes to really get yourself out there, get your books out there. It's that interaction. If you, you have more seasoned authors to kind of see how they move, you've got authors that don't post in every group. Ashley and Jaquavis, you don't see them posting all over social media, but what they do is they they interact. And that interaction is allowing readers to get to know their personality. And through that interaction, they talk about their books. They talk about their daily life. They just do, they they talk about whatever it is they want to talk about. But everybody knows they're authors, they got books out, and this is what's going on. And Mm -hmm. so 
your promoter is kind of like a taxi cab, and their job is to go out and pick up people and drop them off at party author. And when they walk in the party author, it is your job to interact with them and make sure that everything they get when they step into your world is something that holds them there, whether it's the interactions, whether it's your pen, your personality, whatever it is. That helps that word of mouth continue to grow. And then your readers become your taxi cab. They become your promoters. And they go out and they spread the word and they bring people to party author and they drop people off at the door. And and those people do the same thing. But that interaction, you have to be able to interact. And I don't mean just interact and talk about one thing and nobody knows that you write a book or nobody knows you got a book out. And when they look at your page, you don't even have the book up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Once yeah. your book is written, you're not exactly. only promoting yourself, your pen, you're promoting everything all at one time. So you don't have to post all over the place, but you do have to be able to interact with readers. And so within posting, you use that posting as a way to interact. So when somebody says, oh, I love the cover, that is your cue to interact with that person and pull them into party authors. And, you know, and a lot of people don't, they don't do that. I don't know if it's that they don't know, but really when you're promoting, interaction is like number one. If you look at all the promoters, they all interact. They all interact with people on their page all the time. And that is key, that interaction. So I'm glad that you talked about making sure you get out there. And yeah, and I agree. Believe it or not, that's something I, I'm really just learning this year. You know, I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to this event, go to that event. You know, majority of the time, you always hear about, you know, the Harlem Book Fair. You don't too much hear about, you know, this, that, and the third. But, um, you know, so when the Atlanta kickback came into play, I didn't even know anything about it till Forever Red brought it to my attention. And I, I, I will always be thankful to her as well as book chick Monica because I, I – didn't know anything about the event, I, you know, you know, and because of Red opening her mouth, I ended up having a spot at the table with her. And, you know, it's funny because when we were at the table, um, there was a lady walking by, and she was she was looking at my book, and I didn't know the lady from Cam Fink. And I said, hi, how you doing? And I got up, and I went and shook her hand, and I gave her a hug. And, you know, I talked mm-hmm. to her for a quick second, and then I went and sat back down, and then Red when I gave mm-hmm. her a hug. And so when the lady left red, it was like, uh, do you know that lady? I said, nope. I said, but she was looking at my book, so I wanted to introduce myself. <laughs> 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 That's right. <laughs> you know, but it's just like, you know, even if she don't, even if she did or didn't buy my book, it's just a point Well, I met her. She's a very friendly person. And, uh, you know, maybe mm-hmm. next time I see her, I might want to buy her a book. Let me see what she's talking about. You know, so mm-hmm. um, make that connection. Yeah, so you know, it, it don't hurt to to get up and be friendly with people, even if they're not buying your book. You know that that you know that's just something you just you do. It's just all. Of, I guess it's all depending on the type of person I am. I'm a very friendly person. Um, mm-hmm. at least I try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm I, I'm very. You I, are. And I I will get up and I don't care who you are. I would give you a hug. I would give you the shirt off my back if you need it. So, you know, it's just 
but above anything else, you just got to get out here because can't no ain't, ain't nobody going to do nothing for you like you're going to do it. Because, you know, who's going to love you better than you? Come on now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're absolutely right. And you get out there and make those connections, and nobody can take those connections away once they're made. That that is that is very Absolutely. true, and I, I found it very funny because I, I you know I had to I said cash I said you know I'm not only author that's gonna be there from LDP I said but that's okay I represent <laughs> 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 that's all right now tell us a little bit about um your goals what are, what are the things that Royal Nicole wants to I'm um, I'm I'm gonna. What are some of the things that you want to do in 2017? What are some of the things you got your eyes on outside of going to events? What are some of the goals you have? Um, my goal is to put out as many, well, I have three goals. One is to put out as many books as I can. Um, I want to keep dropping them to her. It just be like, God dang, she, every time I look at her, she's dropping a darn book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that is one goal. I, I want to get because I have so much in my computer that's just sitting there looking at me, and it's like finish me. And so um, mm-hmm. that that is one goal. Um, another one of my goals, um, you know, which it'll probably come out through me putting it out. But I actually want to put out a children's book next year because I want something that my daughter and my nieces and nephews can read. You know, I want something that age, because they, of course, they can't read Boston Up, but, you know, my daughter's five. She'll be six next year, and I want something that she can say, hey, my mommy wrote this. So there's another goal mm-hmm. in, in 2017. And, um, you know, I don't know if it happened in 2017. It may happen in 2018. I don't know. But I'm going to try my hardest to keep pushing and pushing until I see my book on somebody's bookshelf in the store. That's like my ultimate goal mm-hmm. is to see my book on somebody's shelves in the store. That's awesome. I, w- I want to walk in the store and say, hey, those are my books. I wrote those. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a, one of my ultimate goals, and I feel like if I work hard enough, I can achieve it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because no one's going to work as hard as you are but to get those on those shelves. Yeah, yep. That is, that is, that is, those are my three 2017 goals as author. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, what are, we always do fun questions. Um, so my, one of my fun questions is if you can write an anthology, uh, you can have anybody in it that or alive that you would like. Who would be, uh, who would you pick to be in that anthology and why? You mean as far as authors? Uh, is that like you mean who like who would I pick to write an anthology with me? Mhm. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I gotta rub my hands together. It's like a goodie bag. <laughs> um, no doubt I would have ever read. You know, that's my homie. <laughs> um, I would have her. Um, I, I think you all guys met. Well, we'll call him J. Dot, but his name his name is Jerome Summers, J. Summers. Um, I would have him in there. Um, more than likely, I, I know for a fact I would want Sabrina Eubanks. You guys, I love her. Um, I I would want Lady Stiletto. Um, if possible, Sharif Jordan. I love Tycho. 
I love it. I love that series. Chrissy J mm-hmm. were one of the top ones I would have in there as well. And uh, Ebony Oliver, Nico Michelle, and possibly Raquel. Mm-hmm. Those are who I would want to be in there if I, you know, if I put out an anthology. Mm-hmm. That would be a hot anthology. <laughs> you know what? It would. <laughs> it mm-hmm. really, really would. Let me tell you something. I, I Above anything else, I love reading, and I um I just recently read um Chrissy J's I'm Feeling Myself series, and oh my goodness, I was in their inbox, and I felt like I was a new reader all over again. And so <laughs> I don't I don't get to read as much as I used to. So mm-hmm. uh, you you know uh, when I do, it's like it's like a goodie to me. <laughs> so but, I know yeah, that but, is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh my goodness, like, brain, just give me books for Christmas, I'm good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, and some time um, to read them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going I'm to read them eventually. It may, it may take a few months, but I'm going to read them eventually. I have so many books in my Kindle that just sitting there like, I've been sitting here for a very long time, are you going to read me? It's coming. I just, I got to mm-hmm. get my work done first, though. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, that those would be the authors I would, I would love to write with. You know, if it was an anthology that was out with us. Wow. Well, you got a lot of things going on, Miss um, Nicole, and we are so proud of you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I, you know, <laughs> I, I I do want to stress, uh, you know, a lot to especially my readers who may be listening, you know, I I, I want to say thank you. Um, thank mm-hmm. you for giving my books a chance, and just thank you for being very, very patient with me. You know, I, I had went live on Facebook when I was in Atlanta, and I told them, I said, you know, to some people I understand this, and, and to myself I understand it may not be an excuse that I had a lot going on in my personal life. However, I, I do appreciate more than anything the patience that people have given me, especially cash because he's been very, very patient with part three coming out. But, um, you know, I I can give you this promise that it will be out sooner than you think. <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. I I just want to say thank you, though, but for, for being very patient and supportive of my work. And I just hope to continue to have everyone's love and support, and I just hope you enjoy part three. I'm sure we will, and you know, I know you got to meet Leash. I can't wait to meet you and get my hug. So you know uh, let's put that on the horizon as well. <laughs> yes, you know, it's funny because we were all staying in the same hotel, and we didn't even know it until it was time to go. So it was oh. like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could have spent some time together. I know, like we didn't. We literally did not. Realized we had been in the same right. hotel and everybody and so had to checked out. out. Well, we could have had breakfast, lunch, dinner, something. We all in the same hotel. <laughs> yep, wow. yep. So you know that I, I I can't wait to meet you either. You know it was it I um I can't wait to meet a lot of people, but I really can't wait to meet you all because let me tell you something. Y'all have y'all were there before Boston Up came out. <laughs> <laughs> Before there was a run in the call. Look, I remember when um we were in uh the T and B group and we were giving out mm-hmm. yeah. bosses. <laughs> all our names, remember? I said, yeah, Tony, yes. I think I called 
bingo balls or something like that. It, 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 was, it was so, so cool, and I will never forget it, and I will forever be humble for that uh, because of that because of that moment, because I, I did not know I would be an author. It was not in my plans, but I guess mm-hmm. God had other plans. It was meant for it to happen, so here we are. Exactly. It's like, you can do this. You can definitely do this, and you had all the support behind you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I, I thought Cash was playing when he said he was going to sign me. And no, he stuck to his word. He really did sign me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and I will, I will be ever be grateful for that because you know that that he gave me my start. So I will forever mm-hmm. be thankful to Cash for that. Mhm. Absolutely. Well, we Absolutely. have so enjoyed you Absolutely. as always when you come into the chat room. So we appreciate you sharing your time and your passion with us. But before you leave, please share all your social media sites and when we can look for that part three to drop and anything else you'd like to share with our listening audience. Oh, well, I appreciate coming on this chat. I thank y'all for the opportunity. I love chatting with you all. Um, As far as with my social media, you can um, catch me under Authors Royal Nicole on Facebook as well as my, I have an Ashley Nicole page. Um, I don't go on my Ashley Davis page a lot. So I don't want to really say that one. You can catch me on Snapchat um, under Royal dot mm-hmm. Nicole. You can catch me on Instagram under Author Royal Nicole. Um, I have Twitter. I don't really use it, so there's really no point in putting that name. But I mean, it's Royal Nicole as well. Um, so yeah, I think I, I I think I have a good bit of social media. <laughs> so yeah, the, mm-hmm. those sites as well: Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. You can. You can hit me up on, but if you can't catch me on nothing else, you can catch me on my um, Authors Royal Nicole page, and you can catch me on uh, Snapchat and Instagram. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us, and make sure you guys follow her and make, look forward to that uh, new joint dropping by Miss Royal Nicole. Thanks so oh, much yes. for joining us, girl. Uh, um, no problem. Um, I, I like I said, I, I should. My my goal is to have. I'm also three to um, cash by Sunday, and I'm just I'm praying that edits won't take a very long time, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully it, it could be out sooner than later. Absolutely, that's always Absolutely. a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thanks again, we so Nicole, for, you. for joining us. Oh, no problem at all. Thank you all. Okay, you have a great you're night. Welcome. You know you're welcome back anytime. Good night. Good night. Good night. That was a great interview. I love catching up with Miss Roy and Nicole. Absolutely. She has so many things going on. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Nicole has a book. So exciting, so exciting. But well, we appreciate yes. everybody for tuning in, streaming in, and catching our show whether you're on Blog Talk or you're on iTunes catching it. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. It will be going down. The husbands will be in the building. Yes, we'll be having that (laughs) talk about branding (laughs) with author and publisher and mentor and speaker uh, Felicia Hamilton as well as Crave Magazine editor-in-chief Christy Esser. All right. Look forward to it. Absolutely. We'll see you guys tomorrow. 
Have a great night. Have a good night. Good night, everybody.